Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always am I the winner. Yeah, <laughs> not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts, or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. And welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show here today. It's 2021. It's a new season. It's still Deke era G.I. Joe. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am Ray Stacanus. I'm Robert Clark Jan. I'm Gina Ippolito. Are we, we are, wait a minute, yeah, are we in a new season? Did you just say we're in no, a new season? No, we're we're in a new year. It's a, it's 2021. It's a new it's a new world. What? Out there. Where am we I? Just had a, whole conversation the last uh, episode where I was like, yes. wait a minute, are we in a new season? You're like, no, absolutely not. We're not. And then you just said new season. I'm like, what is happening? What are you yeah, doing? Winter is a new season, Chan. Am I getting uh, gaslit? What the? It's been winter for, I mean, in Southern California, winter is not. Winter for like a week. Yeah. It's and it will last chilly. for another it, week. It got to the high 40s, according to my Alexa. Yeah, that's cold. Uh, it was 37 as a low. Which is, uh, you know, that's it. almost cold. That's almost real it. cold. Almost. That's almost cold enough to freeze stuff. Yeah, you could put water out on the sidewalk and it'll, f- uh, no, yeah, it'll make an ice cube, right? I that's do that. that I do that every night just in case some burglars come. I splash mm-hmm. a bunch of water on my steps because uh, I watched uh-huh. a documentary one time where mm-hmm. a kid did that and, and then yeah. um, burglars couldn't burgle him. Uh huh. That is a constant, you know, you always are getting these strange people knocking on your door at like 11 p.m. on a weeknight. Yeah, you do have kind of a real life Home Alone situation going <laughs> on. <laughs> that was one time. But now I have my, now because of my my ring alarm, I can just sit in the dark and watch who's out there all night long. <laughs> <laughs> and you do. For the record, I just assume. <laughs> Guys, today the episode we are watching is a real humdinger of an episode ah. and really split the team as far as ah. our feelings on it. It's it called A's for Android. Here's the thing. It didn't ah. really split the team. Two of us said it was good except for one element, and one of us is a grumpy old man. <laughs> the thing is, they still don't know who which one is which. <laughs> ah. Yeah, because... Just because I'm screaming in tortured pain, <laughs> there are plenty of people like, was that Ray? I'm not really sure. Maybe that was I mean, Gina. I don't know. I can't tell the difference between them. But here's the thing. We, we, shouldn't say, we shouldn't say why we liked it or why we hated it because it'll give away the whole episode. Yeah. I, I appreciate it's ugh. Chad, I appreciate that you're bringing back like early season one bits to the show <laughs> whenever possible. <laughs> Wait, the what? Ray and Chan sound exactly the same bit from early season one, and I'm it's here for it. It's still true. It's not it's like still... one of you altered your voice enough to like or adopted a Boston okay. accent so that people can tell you apart. People still can't tell you apart. 
Jim, you why have you this? not done the Boston accent yet? We talked about this at our production meetings. Hey, how you like them apples? Uh, uh? No, no. As a New Jersey that, person, I am offended. Is that what did I do wrong there? Was my ace? Uh, <laughs> you you matched up, uh, up, you matched up um, uh, uh, Billy Maguire. What's that movie called? <laughs> The Billy Maguire. Maguire. No, it's called Billy Maguire. That's, that's the one. Keep going. It's Mark called Cruise. You know, Keep smart thinking. smart janitor hangs out with. Oh, oh you're genie. thinking of you're, hangs out with Robin Williams. Hangs out you're with the genie from Aladdin. <laughs> this is this is oh, what Fisher happens. But I can't it's remember. Definitely things. Fisher King. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it named after a guy? The born oh, the born identity. God. <laughs> the born identity, yes. You matched up taxi driver and the born identity, except not the born identity. You mixed up taxi driver and smart janitor hanging with uh, Mr. Williams. I'm genuinely uh, curious now whether you remember the name of that movie uh, or if this is a bit. No, I, I really can't remember it. I believe her. Uh, uh, I, I think it's a guy's name. I think mm-hmm. it's the janitor's name. I think it's whatever Matt Jan- mm-hmm. Matt. <laughs> Matt, Matt Janitor. Matt, oh, Matt Janitor. That's the name of the movie. <laughs> you know, Ben Affleck and Matt Janitor, the classic <laughs> acting duo. Can forget. All right. Well, I'm moving forward also, here. But- so I'm going to get it like midway through this episode and I'm going to scream it out. I'm not going to Google it. I promise you, listening <clears throat> audience, I'm just going to sit here until it comes to me. What I love is most people at home right now are screaming at you through their. Yeah their yeah. podcasting device uh, by the way Although, i also i keep thinking billy madison and it's not that <laughs> it's did you mash up jerry Maguire and billy madison yes are you picturing adam sandler in the tom cruise role I'm and are you now thinking of mission impossible with adam sandler in the tom cruise role because that's where i am right now i'm picturing adam sandler as a super smart janitor and him going <laughs> so hot want to do the math uh fun fact i fucking hate adam sandler so this is what if he's this listening this is just a wonderful episode for me uh adam, if, if you were listening, listening thank you but come on the show what's going on sign I mean, up for our patreon i don't want to hear you i just want your money thank you patreon.com slash knowing it's the podcast so <laughs> so anyway this episode's called a is for android and it, this is essentially what if we remade the synthoid conspiracy episode but really lazily Bad. and added a kid like Bad. that's that's sort of where we're at i thought you i thought you agreed it was good oh no you're still you still got me on board by doing it lazily and with a kid <laughs> no no the, don't get me here's, wrong. here's the thing here's the thing i'm gonna i'm gonna let my i'm gonna no spoilers but i'm gonna let my opinion be known first of all this was written by sandra ryan so i was excited to see a lady no ladies in the episode i will point out not a single one <laughs> not even in one of those weird non-speaking roles where they just stand in the background and go ray, ray. <laughs> uh but this was i thought like this was a pretty well written episode except for a huge yes. element which is which was big in the 90s which was they threw a 90s Burger King Kids Club looking motherfucker in there. He's got spiky hair and shit. They they threw a kid in for no reason. So if they had taken the kid out, I I think, and I will make uh, this is my thesis statement, and I will back it up with facts as we go along. I think this was a well written episode. 
Uh, I actually agree with you. I felt like they, they they set up a lot of stuff and they paid it all off. And that is something we have not seen in the Deke era as much as probably we would like to. So the fact yeah. that they, much like the movie Jurassic Park, the perfectly written movie Jurassic <laughs> Park, they set up a lot of stuff in Act 1. Yeah. It pays off all throughout the rest of the movie. A- actually, and I will say I was taking notes throughout because so many Deke era episodes set stuff up and then don't pay it off and it's so weird so as things in the episode popped up i said i kept writing we better see this again later and then we did and that's all it takes to get me on board with deke era episodes i you your criteria are like well a character said words and then another character responded with words they were both in the english language so uh, honestly this is a pretty good good episode and uh, like uh, like even from the very get-go, when they start out, they're like, J- Joes are jumping out of, of cactuses. Okay, that's and, uh, yeah, okay, that's and, ridiculous. And the design of the characters is already so terrible that, like, uh, honestly, I was like, oh, wait a minute, are these, is this going to be like, uh, turn out to be a, uh, um, a training exercise? And, you know, like oh, Joe okay. versus Joe for some reason. And then it turned out because I like they're doing so terribly that this doesn't even make sense. And then it turns out it's a surprise attack. And this is what's great about it, Chad. I, and I love this part because it's the desert. It's a it's nighttime. There's a G.I. Joe base and Cobra is attacking a surprise attack with gliders. But apparently they they Joe knew they were coming somehow. We don't really get into that. So all the members of the Joe team are outside of the base somehow dressed in full-on cactus costumes. And the first one appears because a glider is going too close, so close to the ground that a Joe reaches out, like grabs his leg and pulls him down. And it's like, surprise mother effer. And then all the Joes like sheer out of cactuses and start attacking. And I was like, I love this. I love this. Here's the thing. The cactus part was ridiculous because, because I don't think those were cactus costumes. I think that it was supposed to look like they legitimately like hollowed out and crawled inside cactuses because when they get, when they come out of them, they burst off of them. Like this isn't like you're backstage at a set show and you're like, can you get the zipper on this cactus costume? This is like, they flex their muscles and then cactus Mm -hmm. pieces like burst off of them and fall off of them. And it was so weird. I couldn't tell if they were supposed to be like wearing them or inside. It's, it's more realistic because they hollowed out a cactus (laughs) and then stood in them waiting for the Cobras to attack. And then just reached out and started bear hugging people. What I loved it is Pathfinder, the G.I. Joe Pathfinder, is in a full cactus costume, but all except for like his one hand is buried in the sand. <laughs> <laughs> his only one little piece is out. And he just like bursts from the ground uh, like a zombie. And I loved him for it. It was great. Yeah. So I had logistical so- problems with what exactly was going on with the inside the cactus. I inside the biggest- cactus studio. My biggest problem is everyone that would be inside the base defending it is outside on the side of the base dressed as cactus. What if Cobra came from a different direction? They'd be so effed sideways. The base would get overrun in three seconds. Tommy, the janitor, Tommy janitors. Tommy I, janitors. I, 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 I at least remember it's getting that it's further like a, away. A guy's name, like a very like Boston guy's name, like Tommy or Billy or Jimmy. Right. Yeah, I don't believe the character's name is uh, either of those things. <laughs> and you originally had the actor's name in there, but you've lost that now. So now now I feel like you're just slipping into Adam Sandler and or uh, Chris Farley comedies. Like, 
you're about to say Tommy Boy, and then you'd be like, yeah, sure, the super smart janitor, Tommy Boy, right? He lives in a van down by the river. That's how that works. I I will get it by the end of the podcast. <laughs> I believe you, Gene. I think you will get it. <laughs> you're getting worse, not better, so I don't think so. I don't so- think it's going to happen. Cobra pulls back to their base, of course, because they've been defeated by Cacti, which is delightful. And Cobra Commander's like, I, I don't know what's going on, Destro. Like, you, you we, I don't know what I'm paying you for. This is crap. And Destro oh. says, so I was going to wait for your birthday, but here's an early gift for you. And it's a robot android version of General Hawk. Okay, so this is the part that I, w- when I was on board, because first of all, I actually recognize Cobra Commander and Destro. It's not just some sure. random, like, eh, I'm gonna, I'm an environmental hazard guy that you don't know. <laughs> and like, I recognize, they call me I, Nosh. yeah, and I recognize the Joes. Like, I know who General Hawk is. So I was like, oh, cool. Three characters from old school G.I. Joe. And I name know, one other G.I. Joe character you recognize from this episode. Isn't Pathfinder from OG? No, Pathfinder's only from Deke era. But I mean, he, oh. he featured in a few episodes and you remembered him. I know I did just say his name not long ago, but you remembered that. And I think that's progress. Isn't there a guy named like Lamplight or something or? Uh, that's the boys season two, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, but, oh, but, boy. but I, I, like, here's the thing. Uh, my expectations are so low with Deke, G- Deke G.I. Joe that I see three characters I know and I get excited and yeah. I can tell you what the plan is, which is we made an Android version of General Hawk and are going to replace General Hawk and sabotage the Joe base, which again, feels like a, 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 you know, a series one plan because I can easily follow it and it doesn't involve like turning back bugs giant for question mark i will say that this is an acceptable premise it gets deep sixed real quick because then he starts saying like i'm going to take over your base then it'll be cobra base and that's not a totally weird thing to have an army base suddenly taken over by a foreign power and then we just leave it there no here's the thing in the real world it happened. Russia took over one of our bases that we abandoned, and they made a bunch of videos making fun of us, and they put them online. Chan, the I will push back. That's a real thing that does happen. Also, I will say I've been rewatching Agents of Shield because I I have not seen the the last two seasons, and I want to watch it all at once because I'm a so weirdo. Uh, and you know, Shield and Hydra are taking over each other's crap all the time because you want their technology, you. you want their evil technology, or you want their good technology. So I didn't, I didn't bump on this. I do think that it it made it unnecessarily muddy. But up until this point, I'm on board with this episode. Well, I mean, this is a big thing with Cobra Commander and Deke era is for some reason, there's like a million G.I. Joe headquarters spread throughout the world and Cobra Commander wants to conquer them all. And he also always wants the floor plans. And I don't understand Mm -hmm. why that's so important, but he needs the floor plans. He needs the blueprint and he needs to take it over. Like that's like that's his driving factor seemingly on these episodes. Yeah, they're his windmills that he's chasing. And also, I will say he he refers to his men as incompetent nincompoops. Which I I love when Cobra Commanders calling people silly names, so I I like it. On board, uh, but he likes Destro's plan. He's like, I like our General Hawk now. Uh, uh, after the uh, that's our cold open, so we come back and Destro's like, well, we're not ready to put him in uh, commission yet, and he says, why? Because he's got bugs. And as as a as a QA as a fan of QA. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. I can appreciate having something with too many bugs hitting the open market and how you don't want that. So this General Hawk is basically the cyberpunk 2077 of androids. And he uh, he works okay, but he has his sense of humor, they say, is out of whack. And Cobra Commander says, who gives a shit? But Jimmy you, you Apples. Jimmy out. Apples, the smart janitor. She's real close, Jan. She's real close. Jimmy Apples? The smart janitor. Jimmy Apples, the smart janitor. Jimmy Apples, colon, the the smart janitor, a novel by Sapphire. (laughs) I mean, that's that's pretty good right there. So (laughs) what I would say is, what I would say is that we now flip over to General Hawk. And, and, and General Hawk is hanging out with a young kid named Adam. How old do we think this young He's 12. He's 12. He's 12. He's 12, right? I, I hate 12. I think he says at some point, like, I, I'm 12. Uh, I didn't I, pick up an age, but that felt right. I, I hate. Yeah, I think at some point he says, you're you're only 12 or you're only 13. You can't be a Joe yet until you finish school. I'm pretty sure. But maybe maybe I just inserted that in because I was so uh, uh, shocked by the fact that this 12 or 13 year old boy is riding on general Hawk's lap. That was something. Oh, uh, that that, I mean, I don't, I don't know how that could not just be the biggest eject button in the history of animation. Yeah. At that point, you have to say, I am done with this <laughs> and just get out because yeah. you're driving along on a bumpy road in a little one person Jeep. No, no chaperones, nobody else. And, <laughs> And so General Hawk, the the leader of G.I. Joe, has to decide, well, I have a garage full of any number of vehicles. We could take planes, helicopters, hovercraft. We could take giant-ass tanks. We've got 10 dozen different small <laughs> uh, uh, vehicles to carry two people in. I'm going to take one of the ones with only one seat. It's- I'm going to put this 12-year-old boy on my lap. We're going to go <laughs> off-roading. It's such a weird it's such a weird choice in every possible way because because first of all it's a cartoon so there could literally be as many seats as they want in that vehicle like it doesn't have to be accurate to the real world and as Chan pointed out it could still be accurate to the real world and just a different vehicle but it's such a weird ass choice because the second that comes on screen I went what now and <laughs> And it's and it's just and then like what follows is even weirder. And this this little boy ruins this entire episode. If you remove him, I still maintain this is a good episode. But this this whole Agreed. scene is so weird. I think Chan should play a little bit of it. First off, he's a runaway. He has run away from home, which is has a he? red what? flag to begin with. He, what? No, we see his dad at the end. Well, yeah, he ran away from his dad. But you can't take me home. I ran away from there to be a G.I. Joe. I stand corrected. I didn't hear it because I was blacking out from the fact that in a cartoon, there's a young boy sitting on a grown man's lap that he's not related to. Yeah. Will you imagine Uh, this? A world with, hold on, General Hawk uh, 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 takes this young child himself 
and he takes him away, going to drive him home. And what really upsets me about all of this is that this kid who is 12 years old can't read a letter. Okay, wait, wait. No, we have to we have to get to the sound bite of that because it all adds to the weirdness. There's several weird things that happen in this scene. Yeah. I think I think Sh- Chan should just play it, and that I can just rail about you the just weird. Just want to play things. out the entire scene, Chan. Will you do that? Hey, watch it. You'll make it fire. Fire? Fire what? You can't read, can you? It says fire. F I R E. I'm so lame. What made you think I could ever be a joke? I'm so lame. Okay, first of all, there's a there's a kid sitting on a grown man's lap. The grown man then says, "Don't touch it. You'll make it fire." Uh, which is which is very weird. And if anyone is watching that and it didn't make you think, oh, this little boy's bumping around on my dick, and he's gonna if he touches it at all, he's gonna make me come. You're a crazy person. So so all of these are weird yep. things. And then somehow from that, the kid says, Fi- "Fire what?" Which is you know a logical question. If someone had a button in their car and said, and I went to touch it, and they said, "Oh shit, don't touch that. It's gonna fire." I would naturally say fire what what are you talking about what's it going to fire a missile is it gonna like bullets what is happening and from that somehow hawk gleans that this kid can't read and he just he just (laughs) spits it out he goes don't touch it you'll make it fire fire what you can't read can you that is crazy (laughs) writing it's crazy and then the kid immediately fesses up to it and says i'm so lame it's all insane. I'd like to say that this kid is the celebration of the mediocre white guy in that he's 12 years old, uh, has no military experience, can't even read, but travels across <laughs> the country thinking he can still join G.I. Joe. And I'm here for mediocre white no. male confidence. I'm no. here for it. No. I'm here for it. I wanted this episode to end with him asking out his dream girl and her saying, Absolutely not. You need to work on yourself and better yourself or you'll turn into an incel. Uh, But here's the thing that uh, this to me feels like someone went with a pretty good outline of an episode to the network. They said, okay, look, you got Cobra commander. He's frustrated with all the shitty plans. Destro gets him a birthday present. It's an exact replica of General Hawk, but just as an android that we control. He's got a few bugs, which will come up in the plot later. But for the most part, we're going to send in this android. He's going to take over that base. And then it's just the whole episode is just how do the Joes figure out that this is an android and not General Hawk. And this to me feels like a an exec said, you know what the 90s love? Kids. You seen that Burger King Kids Club that's so hot right now? Yeah. (laughs) Kids love seeing himself on screen. So put a shitty spiky-haired white kid in this episode, make him the hero, and I am on board. And the writers were like, okay, we already drew the scene where Hawk is in a car, so I guess just put a kid on his lap? (laughs) (laughs) So he's talking to himself about don't press that button. This entire thing is like, whoa, I can't read. Well, I'm so lame. What makes me think I could be a Joe? It's a whole imposter syndrome thing where he's like, I, I made it to be a general. And yet still somehow I, um, I will, I, I will say that like, yeah, I, I, I'm not blaming Doug Booth. I'm not blaming Sandra Ryan. This feels very much like, um, 
in the same way that you had the PSAs in the eighties, this was like, okay, we need to have a real strong moral. How about we do education? <laughs> How about we tackle illiteracy in the way that only GI Joe can? We're going to yeah. have a kid who doesn't learn how to read, but being a GI Joe is going to inspire him. And he's going <laughs> to go and get his GED or fucking learn to read at 12 because, you know, um, guys, the, the thing about all of this is there's still two more batshit crazy things yet to happen in this scene alone. As next the, off, he hands oh, him a yes. magical harmonica, <laughs> a yeah. magical Swiss army knife harmonica, like which, as Chan would say, like you do, which also again, again, so he gets, so he gives this kid the harmonica, the, the kid puts it in his mouth and blows and then Hawk is like, ha ha. And then Hawk, and then Hawk says, it only looks like a harmonica. <laughs> he is still talking about his dick. They animated him pulling out his wiener and showing him. And, and the kid's like, uh, he obviously he's never had a blowjob before. He doesn't know what it is. So he's like, uh, I, uh, I don't, am I supposed to, he's like, no, it looks like a harmonica. You're making oh Ray God. uncomfortible. But also, here's the other that's thing. That's not how, even how harmonicas work. He, here, here's the, but Other it's how blowjobs work, dick. right? It's how blowjobs work. Uh, what? <laughs> I've been doing them all wrong. Yeah, you take them to the side. Is it like biting a corn? You sort of hum on them until you make no, oh no, that's a kazoo. <laughs> no. Listen, a kazoo I would buy. A harmonica is a thing. very different animal. He gives this kid like a piece of a like a harmonica that's secretly like a Swiss army knife in disguise, which first of all, it's probably pretty expensive. Second of all, you just gave someone else's kid a knife. Hold a on. Knife. A knife. He just gave an illiterate 12 year old a knife. <laughs> Who's already on an the run. An illiterate 12 year old runaway. He was like, here, I'm going to give you a harmonica, hide it from the other hobos under the bridge. And then when they get close yeah. enough, take this out and knife them and take their tent. I know why you're thinking of a taxi driver because you were thinking of freaking Jody Foster and like <laughs> General Hawk is the freaking pimp here. And, uh, so what's uh, crazy about all of this, even it gets wilder to me because of those, this entire time, uh, General Hawk and Adam have been, uh, 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 Cobra's been hunting them the entire time and they, and they, uh, uh, and they attack. And so they have this on mass attack of Cobra versus G.I. Joe. And it's just Hawk. And Hawk says, you need to get out of here, 12-year-old untrained Adam runaway kid who can't read. Take my also, jet take my jetpack and this fly is the back point to base. I have in my notes, I wrote in all caps, why is he still in his lap? So they got pulled over, surrounded by Cobra. He's still <laughs> sitting there on his boner. And I'm like, what is happening? At this point, he should be off of his penis. But I'll, no, I'll tell you what's happening. This is this is this is Cobra Commander pulls up and he goes, why don't you step out of the vehicle, sir? Uh, why don't you have a seat? Why don't you have a seat? What you what? Why do you have a little boy on your lap, sir? Uh, did, you <laughs> contact, did you contact this boy on the Internet, uh, sir? General Hawk? Uh, yeah, we're going to replace you with an android who doesn't fuck kids. Honestly, that's a step up. It really is. <laughs> What about a beautiful I mean, janitor mind? Beautiful janitor mind. Something like that. Something about a beautiful. That is a completely different movie. But it uh, involves Crow. smart, it smart math person at a school. Involves mm -hmm. smart math person at a it school. Sure does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so does movie. Young Einstein. Different Ooh, movies. Wow. Young, ah, young janitor. Is it though? Young janitor. 
<laughs> Are you thinking of Yahoo Serious? Is that the name that you're trying to get? I'm always thinking of Yahoo Serious for the record. Um, okay, so the kid, I, I, this, I'm sorry, guys, this does this impressed me a lot more than you. Is that he hands this 12 year old a goddamn jetpack and he yeah. flies away yeah. and doesn't crash and kill himself three yes. seconds after taking off? Like mm-hmm. Hawk, Hawk doesn't want this kid to join GI Joe, but has no problem giving him a five hundred thousand dollar jetpack. There's a jetpack. There's a lot of stuff like that in this episode, like the Swiss Army knife, the jetpack, and then crap that happens later. But but this is like. To me, this is all to be like, oh, see, he can't read, but he's not dumb. He's a he's a smart kid that could figure out a jetpack and a Swiss Army knife and all this other stuff. Uh, Gina, A, he didn't figure out the Swiss Army knife. B, you're smart. If someone handed you a jetpack, how would you do with it? How would you handle having a goddamn rocket just strapped to your back with no manual uh, maybe a, an on switch. I would operate a hoverboard. You can't operate a jetpack. Here's the thing. I would not. I would surrender because if I strap that to my back, there's a 97% chance I would die. And mm-hmm. if I go yes. with Cobra Commander, there's just like a 10% chance I'd be raped. I mean, if you're in the jail cell with General Hawk, there is a 100% chance up. he will be raped. It goes up, unfortunately. Just going to put that out there. Oh, my God. Okay. So General Hawk is captured and replaced with his double, uh, with the android. Great. Good plan. Good so, plan. Erase all the little boy stuff, and I say good plan. Yeah, I'm fine with this. So the kid shows back up, and and does G.I. Joe not turn to each other and say, oh, looks like General Hawk changed his mind about the kid. Like, in their minds, yes, this illiterate 12-year-old is totally joining G.I. Joe now. Okay, they don't know. They don't know that he's illiterate, but but uh, here's the twelve thing. year old. Yes, illiterate. <laughs> but here's the thing. Uh, so he so the kid shows back up, and then Android Hawk, Hawk closely follows, and and yes. yes, and says like, "Oh, what we're letting kids join GI Joe?" Question mark. Clearly, question mark. And then the yes, little yes. boy goes, oh, so you changed your mind? And he goes, uh, gotta go. And then everyone's like, yep, that's General Hawk. Correctly. <laughs> that's the General Hawk we know. I mean, yeah. I guess these other Joes seem okay with it, though. Do they like, so, so Hawk, you drove with this child out into the desert. You both showed back up, and now you've changed your mind about him being a Joe. What do they think happened out there? Also, here's my here's my major problem with it. Okay, we haven't got to the major problem. No, no, here's my major problem, which is why I maintain that this would be a good episode if not for the kid. But Hawk says, basically, he says, "Okay, yeah, I guess this like Android Hawk. Let's call him Android Hawk." Says, "Yeah, let's. I guess let's let this kid join the Joes." And the kid is like, "Whoa, you mean it? I don't have to go back to school and I don't have to read." And all the other Joes are like, "All right, I guess go train, kid." And then later, spoiler alert, at some point, Android, they, they they like use it as a trap. They say, all right, I guess let's send this kid to be a Joe. And then Android Hawk says, yeah, go to it, kid. And they're like, ha, you can't be the real General Hawk because no General Hawk would never send a kid into battle. Mm. And it's like, yeah, okay. True. Yeah. This is this is a major plot hole here because you already didn't realize it wasn't him once, 
when he did the exact same thing. Oh, that's a good point. And now yeah. you're like, like if you guys were trying to determine if it was me instead of Android yes. Gina and you put out sure. some snacks and I didn't eat them and you were just like, I guess Gina's not hungry. And then one scene later, you were like, oh, crap. How do we figure out which is the real Gina? I know. Put some snacks in front of her. And if she doesn't eat them, that's not her. Even though she just did that exact same thing a few scenes ago and we didn't realize it wasn't her. I hate it. So what you're saying is the writing on this is bad. No. And no. the episode is bad. <laughs> no, no I'm saying take out correct. everything involving the kid and you've got a solid seven minutes of TV. <laughs> So take out all of the bad writing and what you're left with is a good episode. I agree. Yes. <laughs> I, that still, is no, I still maintain is that there was a good episode in here and an exec good. said, hey, let me tell you something. I just learned my nephew can't read and he's a big dumbass, <laughs> but he does like cartoons and he buys a lot of toys. Write an episode about his dumbass. And produce it, so hopefully in three years he'll re watch it and decide to start reading. Uh, by the way, he's going to be 19 by then, so... Uh, G.I. Mm. <laughs> Joe could use him. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. Alert, alert! Cobra attack! Ready to defiance! It's the G.I. Joe Defiant Complex! Nobody beats G.I. Joe! It's awesome! The Defiance launch base opens to reveal a flight control center. Let's go! Wow! The booster becomes a space station and the Defiance Bay opens for rescue missions. Imagine flying to Defiance! Yo, Joe! Nobody beats G.I. Joe, a real American hero. Live the adventure of G.I. Joe. Defiant Complex comes with driver and astronaut. Now, back to G.I. Joe. So, this is where General Hawk shows up and starts dressing down the base. You know, you guys are lax. You guys aren't tough. And I think, like, okay. And, and oh, he starts wait. doing his weird jokes. Yes. yes. So, wait. So, so the, the bug, specifically the bug, because we didn't say what it was is is destro says he has a weird bug with jokes and yes. it's like that he has a, that's he has a of, weird sense of humor yeah like he has a weird bug about jokes and his his sense of humor is off and so that was the first time that i wrote down they planted the only problem with the android is his sense of humor is off and i put that better pay off and then like two scenes later it pays off thumbs up yep. good writing and his joke, of course, is uh, I'm, uh, hold on. I'm putting a dollar twenty five into this vending machine to get Cheetos. <laughs> There's my dollar twenty five. I have Cheetos. This is amazing. No, no, that no. is what is supposed to be. Look, I also wrote this secret knife harmonica better pay off because as soon as the, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, that better be how they they identify him because the kid's gonna the kid's gonna give it to him and he's not gonna know it, and that's exactly what happened. But Gina, sixty five cents for a pack of Big Red. <laughs> I got my sixty five cents and a pack of Big Red paid off. Gina, the harmonica pays off on two plot points, not just one. That's what makes it so good. Also, I will maintain that if you've been going to the same vending machine for a year mm. and every time you put in a dollar twenty-five for that candy bar, it gives you a different candy bar or no candy bar, mm -hmm. when it finally mm -hmm. does give you what you want, mm -hmm. you're gonna be pretty excited. <laughs> Maybe we should go to a different machine, do you think? No. Maybe there's 
there are dozens of machines right next to it. We could go to any of them. There's no. a frosty machine over there. I need Look, to... there's a machine that gives you chicken soup. Look, oh my God. Started... There's one that has the egg salad sandwiches from Japan with the real squishy bread Look, and the QP mayo. You know I love snacks, but I've, I've started on this vending machine and I've got to finish this vending machine. Otherwise... Gina needs to finish all the numbers in order on this vending machine and she'll probably come back and do it a second and third yeah, time. This definitely checks out brain, that Gina... My brain Gina's is thing would be to, to eat all of the food from a single vending machine. <laughs> okay. No. Just like keep going until all of the things are empty. Here's the thing. This is not a bit. This is not a bit. When I was when I was working at Cartoon Network. Oh shit. I would like oh, you know every day have to decide where to eat because they didn't they didn't get us our lunch. So I would get an hour for lunch and walk somewhere. And in this part of Burbank, there is so many delightful restaurants. <laughs> And too late, I realized what I should have been doing was not figuring out what I wanted each day for lunch and going to that restaurant. It should have been start at the first restaurant on that street and then every day go to the next restaurant until every single restaurant on the street was. And to this day, I still think about it. I still think about how I missed that opportunity to be. I could have had fun ruckers. (laughs) I could have had fun ruckers. It's about completing a task, Chan. My goodness. So, guys, I, I don't. Uh, we're about three minutes into this episode, and we're thirty-six minutes into this episode. Because so this episode is so bad. Also, not, so bad. also, to be honest, not much else happens. <laughs> we're not hunting for content. I guess is what I'm trying to say. So, what I would say here is uh, 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 the kid brings... Uh, uh, okay, General Hawk dresses down his team and has trouble opening a bottle. The kid brings over the harmonica and says, General Hawk, here you go. You can use this to open the bottle. And General Hawk says, a kid, get away from me. A harmonica can't open a bottle. And the kid goes, this means something. This is important. What the H? Cobra Commander says, we're in phase two. He he. The kid pretty much figures it out immediately. He pretty much says, this isn't General Hawk. But before that... Yeah, because he's like, oh, this guy isn't trying to fuck me anymore. What's going on? <laughs> Clearly, he's a clone or imposter or something. Yeah, he's not talking about how his pants are tied around me. Uh, <clears throat> but he... So he makes a couple of bad jokes. And the, the, the Joes, the adult Joes who are trained in subterfuge... Go, oh man, I guess his I guess his journey through the desert really did a number on his old brains there, and now he likes stupid dad jokes. Oh well, shrug. Because they, and I get why they did it, because they have to make stupid 90s kid with the spiky hair the hero of this. But but the fact uh, here's also where I made the note. Uh he has guile hair. That was the thing I was trying guile, to clue in on. Yes. What is that? He's a little baby guile. That's from He's Street Fighter 2 for Street the kids Fighter. at home. Ah, oh, yes, yes. Yeah, I don't, I don't, 90s cartoon kids all looked real stupid. Uh, I want to say that the lead, the lead kid of the Burger King Kids Club also had guile hair. Yeah, I, I, that's up, what I'm saying. This say kid looks like the blonde, the blonde main kid in the Burger King Kids Club commercial. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the I mean, trained I mean the Burger King Kids Club. <laughs> the trained Joes don't. And he's also telling the jokes in a really weird way, like getting really mad, uh, like after the punchline. He's like, "Oh, stupid!" Yeah, oh. he's making them. 
Yeah, he's making him like do a 500 push-ups if you don't come up with his punchline. Yeah, and, which is and not how none jokes of them, work, for the record. I mean, I appreciate that they wrote in something that they didn't just ignore it completely, but their explanation is like, wow, he had a tough time in the desert and his his brains went bonkers. Well, they're trained not to question authority. So if somebody starts acting weird and it ends in punishment, you're not thinking, oh, that's weird. You're thinking, how could I avoid the punishment? You so just having, listed having my number one problem people. with the military. <laughs> yeah, having worked for crazy people before, Gina, and I'm sure you have too, <laughs> there comes a point where you stop thinking this is crazy and you start. You, you, all you can think about is, how could I make this shit storm not fall on me? No, so I pretty much I pretty much me. never stop thinking things are crazy and then oh, I okay, and fair. then I just get real unhappy. <laughs> it, it you know, it occurs to you afterwards that these hour-long meetings with your boss that turned into full-on therapy sessions that had nothing to do with the job, maybe maybe that's not what you were there to do. But also, here's the thing. This kid figures out way earlier than I expected him to that this is not General Hawk. And the Joes yes. figure out something's wrong with him. They don't, they don't know why, why. They just think like, oh, the right. desert scrambled his brains. And then the kid goes to them and says, hey, yep. that's not General Hawk. Now, they've already talked about how something is weird with him. And they don't hear this kid out. And so then the kid is like, cool, I'm kid. going rogue. I'm going rogue, motherfuckers. <laughs> He does. doesn't even the, try. The Joes to... are correct to not listen to the illiterate twelve-year-old. Just for no. The here's the thing: he doesn't uh, even his try. His opinion to convince does a... not matter. He doesn't even try to convince them a second time. He just goes in there and he's like, "Hey, yeah, yeah. I don't think that's General Hawk." And they're like, "Get out of here, kid!" And he's like, "All right, cool. I'm going into the desert by myself to take on the bad guy." Oh, you're not listening to me? Then I will leave. And he goes into the desert by himself. He finds tracks, and he's going to track it to the Cobra base. Meanwhile, a whole bunch of bats now attack G.I. Joe base. And over the intercom system, like some sort of weird offensive coordinator in football whose equipment went out, General Hawk from the control room is ordering the Joes to do crazy things that are bad in battle and will not work. Like they uh, Joe's immediately run to the vehicles to overpower the bats. And he goes, no man, no vehicles. And they just listen to him, which is weird. You know, like I know it's military and you got to take your orders, but if you're right next to the vehicle, you just get in the vehicle and say, I didn't hear that order. My bad general Hawk. You just, you don't keep going. And meanwhile, he's throwing jokes at them over the gosh darn intercom in the middle of battle. And the Joe's like, I don't know what the F is happening anymore. Do you know what kind of beans cannibals like? Not another riddle. <laughs> Human beings. Get it? I love I would laugh. say, I love the, yeah, yeah. Like there's, there's an episode here where he's just fucking insane. And we get a lot more of that. <laughs> laugh with the jokes. And you're like, this is super creepy and interesting. And not the thing that we got. <laughs> uh, again, only bad thing is the kid. Well, and this is what really upsets me. The kid shows just shows up in this desert Cobra base. And there's a Cobra member there from the first scene of the uh, of taking in uh, General Hawk and capturing him. And he says, I've seen this kid before, but I don't know. And the kid said, and they say, well, kid, uh, uh, what are you doing here? And they even make a point to say in Cobra, we haven't had a, a new recruit volunteer in years the yeah, kid shows up because the kid and they says, say, sure, the kid says, I'm here. I'm here to sign up. And then there's a pretty funny exchange between Cobra Commander and, and Destro. Where yeah. It says, would be f no, it would be funny if like it like he jumps out in front of a bunch of moving tanks. <laughs> yes. And why would they stop? Like that was 
what just made the whole scene not work for me because yeah the the interaction um uh is, is pretty funny voluntarily has this ever happened before never i wouldn't trust him nonsense uh, talk to him boy <laughs> it's it's this pretty funny this is what's super upsetting to me is if we accept the reality of this world, that there hasn't been a volunteer recruit to Cobra yes. in years. This kid shows up in a literal middle of nowhere desert base and Cobra has a giant thing on the side called recruitment. That's currently in operation. Well, like, also, no, that's not how anything works. Also, this that raised a common. lot of this raised a lot of moral questions for me, because does that mean that everyone who's currently in Cobra is a slave? Like, because, because Cobra Commander makes it sound like we don't, we don't recruit, we force. Like we've never had a voluntary, voluntary recruit, which I always thought they were, they were doing it because of the, 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 like the bonuses and the benefits packages and and all that stuff. And Cobra Life subscription. Yeah. We've seen in other episodes of Deke era that there are like Cobra recruitment centers. So they're just, they're just breaking their own reality for a joke that I don't think paid off. Yeah. Again, related to the kid. Uh, uh, but you know, and this is the part and, and then they just like let the kid run wild, I guess. Like they're, they don't follow up on him. They're, they're just like, yeah, they're like, follow the signs. And then the kid says, if only I could read the signs. <laughs> yeah. And, Good writing. Well, and here's yeah. the thing, too. Here's yeah. the thing. So he he like he clearly is looking for General Hawk and every door is conveniently labeled. Uh, and he's like, oh, God, if only I could read. So the, the, the moral is like, if you hey stupid kids, if you don't learn to read and you're ever inside a Cobra base, you won't be able to rescue any prisoners because you don't know what things are, but just to hammer Look, behind it quicksand. The only <laughs> other thing that I worried about as a child was ending up at a Cobra base and not knowing where the prison was. So yeah. there well, is this, that. I do love it because it. he opens up a door to a furnace. Cause he thinks maybe this is the prison and it's a furnace door and he opens it and he gets backdrafted. He yeah. gets flames yeah. in his face. Why and, is there a door here? This I, is terrible. And I wrote, that's not how furnaces work because there is just a wall of fire behind what I assume is a wooden door. And he, he could, he couldn't tell, I guess there was no heat coming from the door, but he just, no, but he, it's, it's like, to, it's like to hammer home the fact that if you're a stupid kid who can't read, you risk being burned alive. Like I thought the next, I was like, yes. what is this next door going to be? Is it going to say snakes? And I can't even remember what it said. Something <laughs> pretty stupid. I assume. It says lab. He goes into a lab and sets off their alarm so he gets captured. Oh, yeah, which that part is really read. weird because it says lab, but it has a keypad on the door, which he clearly does not know the code to. Nope. So he just mashes a bunch of buttons like a fucking idiot yeah. and then sets off the alarm. And it, yeah. Oh, no, it doesn't work. That's right. Thankfully, thankfully, though, we have consequences to his stupid actions, which results in him getting captured. Again, good writing. Chan, I think we're in agreement here. Will you give me that? I mean, I'm gonna put in a dollar fifty and get out the Gardettos, the the garlic rye chips, which honestly, good. that's a good. it's a good price, and you know you, you don't really often find it in the machine. So like, I'm I'm for that, but it's still you know, there's a machine over there that heats nope. up a pot pie for you. Got to eat everything you, in this machine before moving on to the next one. And heats it up yeah. and. 
I don't even care if how good the other it, machines are. A1, A2, A3, even if they're empty, because you just don't know. You got to do them all. Gina, yep. you're with me. Got to catch them all. So, so Adam gets stuck into a, a, a prison cell with General Hawk, and General Hawk's like, yo, hey, it's me. My dreams have been answered. <laughs> I'm alone in a prison with this kid. Yeah, his, de- his defense when he gets out and gets arrested is going to be like, oh, war is dark times. I was a prisoner of war. I can't be, I can't be held responsible for what I did in there. Cobra made me. You know they have mind control. Yeah, it it's like when you're um, locked in a every kid knows if you ever get locked in a supermarket overnight. I'm sure we've all had this fantasy. Uh you're allowed to eat whatever you want and they can't get mad. Uh <laughs> this is the equivalent of that except instead of a supermarket it's a jail cell and instead of eat whatever you want. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Gina, we don't need to finish the sentence Why? really <laughs> it's do whatever you want to the body of a 12 year old boy <laughs> oh jesus you didn't have to no but you i didn't... wanted to make sure everyone uh, understood no you i think they're clear at this point this. there could be someone listening to this who never learned to read <laughs> and then they, they don't understand what i'm saying <laughs> uh <laughs> gina that's not that's not how right. how literacy works so, okay, so Hawk says you still got the harmonica, which inexplicably he does. I guess Cobra didn't didn't pat him down, didn't take his take his items away from no, him. No, actually, I was glad that this happened because I knew I was like, "Oh, he's got the har- he's got the harmonica on him. That's how they're getting out." Yep. And so he says, "I have a diamond laser ring." Hold There's on, laser- hold on. Okay, yes, we need to like yes, the diamond laser ring that obviously was planted at the beginning of the episode. We all know that General Hawk has a diamond laser ring. Oh, that's right? the standard equipment. That's the standard Thing. equipment it, figure. It comes on the action figure, the diamond sure. laser ring. I'm say it does. Yes. This is the point <laughs> where I was like, I was done, and then I was super done. Then I hit the eject button and popped out of the cockpit. <laughs> And was like uh, floating down on a on a um, on a parachute, and then I was like, you know what? Fuck it, cut the ropes and just plummeted to the earth. <laughs> oh, um, no. And this was something that came up uh, last episode as well, and I didn't talk about it. Yeah, but Jen, last I, episode wasn't good. Unlike <laughs> this, <laughs> I do believe I've mentioned it some years, some within the last five years, I've mentioned it on the <laughs> podcast. But like, um, uh. I D I I I have DM'd like three games in my life because I'm very bad at it. Uh, <laughs> but when I tried to do a ninjas and super spies when I was like 12 years old or something like that, I played a a PC character in the game that I was already DMing with these other people. Oh no! And yeah, and and I did a thing where like I really wanted to use this uh this gun in in the uh source book that was like a a, a gun that shoots out the back like it's like a a a gimmick to uh, trap guns. Like someone shot it, they shoot themselves in the face. Ooh. And so I set up an entire scenario where uh, my character would get captured so that someone could take the gun and try and shoot me and it would shoot them in the face. And that was like so much time spent that just <laughs> the poor people that I was DMing just must have had the most miserable time. Uh, and it was just for my own self-aggrandizement. And I, I think about that every 12 year old GM in history. So don't worry about it, which is fine. But like, like I think about that and I try not to do that ever again. I mean, and that's what this is. I have a 
laser, diamond laser ring on that just happens to work with your little harmonica, which you all know is his dick. And uh, like a 12 year old child is saving all of GI Joe by their plucking inspiration alone. <laughs> just the entire thing. Just, and maybe if you are a 12 year old boy in 1991, this is, I mean, like maybe they're writing it for that child and that child is like, this is the greatest day of my life. This yep. thing is the fulfillment of all my fantasies. I pledge fealty to, uh, to Deke forever and all time, but it just as, uh, as not even as an adult, as a fucking human being, it just is so grating to me that I can't take it on top of all of the other weird shit. And there's a lot of weird shit that happens in this episode. It's so funny because he mentions the diamond laser ring working in in concert with this uh, laser pointer on the on the harmonica Swiss Army knife, and my only thought was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." So I think we basically had kind of similar ideas. After God this damn it, Ray! I, I here's the thing: I blacked out this entire this entire scene, and when I came to, I guess like they were out of the jail cell because I remembered none of this. <laughs> Well, you had a lot of vacuuming to do. The special diamond in my G.I. Joe ring. A special diamond in my G.I. Joe ring, Gina. Oh, it's a class ring. I, I, class I legitimately ring. like remember none of this, so it must have been so stupid. And I have no notes <laughs> about it. It must have been so stupid that like my brain scrubbed it like to protect itself. Like sometimes people do that when they're when there's a trauma. So this was yeah. my G.I. Joe yeah. trauma that my brain yeah. scrubbed, much like the name of the movie that I still have not been able to remember. But a second ago, I thought might have been Jerry Maguire. No, we already went over that. It's Billy Maguire and it stars Adam Sandler. <laughs> I mean, that was Do a good guess. Maybe Gina, guess. that if you had to black out parts of this <laughs> because it's so bad, <laughs> maybe it's not that good an episode. No. I'm right. telling if you, you take out the kid no i'm telling you take out the kid and the rest is fine like like how many times have you ordered a meal and part of the meal is disgusting so you eat around it and then you're like all right that other stuff was pretty adequate how many times have you eat, <laughs> eaten a meal and it turns out that the chef was louis ck and he's like by the way i stuck my dick in this and rubbed it around and you're like I could probably eat around those parts, right? You know what? I, knowing me, I would. I would probably eat around those parts. I'll be honest, Jan. Uh, living here in LA, that happens all the time. All the t- it's shocking how much that happens. So okay, so they end up escaping from the the jail cell. They steal a plane and they fly away. And it's a Cobra plane. They make a point to point out its name, but I f- didn't write down what it was. Dead uh, Poet Society. Important. Ah, uh, 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 you're, you're in the ballpark, real boy. Uh, real quick, real quick. All right. Climbing back. Just what we need. Wheels. <laughs> That's an airplane. <laughs> it's got wings. That's how it gets around. Wheels. Just what we need. Wheels. Wheels. No, I, to a jet. again, I think that this was probably another reference to the Burger King Kids Club. And he was, and, and this this kid put out a call for all of his friends, you know, disc guy and the token girl and Wheels, who's in the wheelchair. And this is General Hawk yeah. spotting him. And he was like, hey, the rest of your Burger King Kids Club is here. Just what we needed. Wheels. Snappy snap. Is snap, one snap. of the kids named Boomer? I'm looking at a picture of the Burger King Kids oh Club. 
three of them are Do you see Boomer. wheels on there? <laughs> wheels, yes. He's the kid in the wheelchair. Yep. There are two black kids, yep. uh, Jaws and Lingo. There is a girl so, named Snaps. Okay. Uh, At least one of those black kids kid, was a later edition. Uh, the the white kid uh, with the backwards red baseball cap oof, and goggles is named Kid Vid. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, isn't there one kid named Disc or something? There's a fucking nerd because uh, he has uh, glasses. You can tell. Yeah. Uh, his name is IQ. I yes. period slash Q period. Yeah. I don't know what the slash is for. Um, <laughs> it's I over a, Q. And a dog named JD who has a crash helmet and goggles. Huh. I thought I could have sworn there was a kid named Disc that was good at computers. No, no. Uh, maybe he came later. Maybe you they... blacked it out, Gina. Or maybe he was in Denver, <laughs> the last dinosaur or something. Some other thing where they got one of each kid. Oh, my God. So, okay. So, Chan, if you could give me my favorite sound pull of the entire episode, because General Hawk, uh, Android General Hawk, is still shouting orders because this battle is still happening Jesus, against Jesus, I know Joe what you're going to ask for. And, and I'd like you to hear because they start <sighs> attacking. They have a much bigger tank. They're coming straight on a Cobra Commander's tank. They're about to overpower it when General Hawk shouts. You there in the brawler. Take him from the rear. That's an order. And why why don't you think they think that's General Hawk at this point? <laughs> this all adds up together. Uh, no, I mean, at this point, yes, because like uh, they're going head to head and they've got their uh, weapons trained on the Cobra tank. And he says, take them from the rear, which, mm-hmm. uh, yes, it's it's tactically a terrible idea that uh, you would do that. But when they realize that he's a child molester, <laughs> they're like, of course, that's what he says. Take him in the rear, like just stick it in the butt. He's probably got a child up there right now and uh, has nothing <laughs> oh, to do with them. He's just accidentally just... leaned on the, the, the send call button. Yep. And they're like, that's our guy. That's our General Hawk. Adds up. So uh, the plane goes down. The gen- real General Hawk and Adam are driving. And so they, they they meet up with some Joes. And there's only like five Joes in this entire base. And they're constantly outside the base. Who is fighting this battle? I'm still having trouble logistically understanding because it seems like Cobra's only attacking these five Joes. The goal is to take the base. And they never seem to go near the base. And I'm still, it's upsetting to me that I, I cannot follow. If you're writing an action scene at home, it has to, it has to escalate. It has to heighten, but it also has to make sense based on the motivations of the people involved. Uh, uh, and that's all it takes to write a good action scene, Michael Bay. So what I'm saying is none of those things happen here. And it's very, very upsetting to me, but we do get to the part Gina talked about earlier where we end up with both the Android. Now why Android left the battlefield to come join them outside is I have no idea how, why he even is there, but he shows up and, and they say, send Adam into battle. Let's go. And then real general Hawk says, I would never let a kid into battle. And they say, Oh, we know which one to, to get now which is just absolutely fantastic. Good writing. Uh, Except for that part where it wasn't. Also, at this point, I'm saying just just wing them both. Like, you're in the middle of a battle. Just shoot both of them in the arm and see who's metal on the inside. You have a Swiss Army harmonica. You could just cut and see which one gives you blood and which one gives you oil. You don't need to shoot them, Gina. I'm just you saying. Do I, I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna they're gonna both stand still while you while you ask if you can cut their arms. But if you wing Real them, one would. if you wing them, I'm just putting it out there that if if either of you are ever in question, I'm shooting first and asking questions later. 
I think oh. we knew that. I think we understood that <laughs> even if there weird. weren't a question, you still might take a shot at us just for shits and giggles. If I kill them both, I'll have gotten the bad guy, right? <laughs> Thank you. I mean, if I kill both of you, I inherit all the podcasting money, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a fact. That is how it works, yeah. <laughs> mm. Enjoy so. that one trip to Waba Grill with it. <laughs> I will. I would really enjoy Waba Grill in these quarantine days more than I thought I would before you said it. <laughs> uh, so we got some very exciting stuff here. So I don't even like, again, I think I blacked out because I think Android General Hawk runs away and he's chased by real General Hawk and Adam while the rest of the Joes continue to fight outside the base against something, I'm sure. And they end up back up at the control room at the top of the base again. How? I don't know. But there's he a goes really- back to set up the uh, he's going to blow up the whole place he's and blow up the whole base. Yeah. But also yes, while he's you. running away, once they realize who the real General Hawk is, when he's when he's running to go and do and do battle with fake General Hawk, he yeah. yells at them, get these motherfucking snakes off my motherfucking yeah. base. That's, that's not what he says. No, that's exactly what he said. I wrote it down word for word. Snakes off my base. I actually have the audio of it. Nope. I'm not going to play it because uh, <laughs> you'll just. I don't, don't want to make you look like a fool. Me. Everyone will just have to. Trust I don't want to. I don't want to make you look like the sort of person who would say not remember the name of Goodwill Hunting for the no, entirety of a podcast. It. I thought it was and, a guy's name. Yeah, his name is a- Will Hunting. Oh yeah! Oh crap! Also, I've never actually seen it. So, <laughs> guys, I- I'll-, I'll let you in. I've been playing a game this whole episode to incorporate the words "good," "will," and "hunting" as many times as I possibly could into the episode, so you can go back and listen, and you'll hear that I did it at least a dozen times over the oh, course of this episode. In hopes I- I- here's the thing: mind, and it did not happen. I would not have come up with that by the end of this. And I, I've been forcing myself not to Google it, too. And it was driving me crazy. <laughs> I guess at the I like, even, near I even one hour mark of the episode, you let Gene off the hook. I even scribbled <laughs> at the top of my notepad, ben A- Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, just in case it would jog my memory. <laughs> just staring at those words written on my notepad. And it did not. Say Ben Affleck. Affleck, Affleck, like the duck. So, you kids at home, go back, go back and listen and take notes. How many times I use the words "good," "will," and "hunting" (laughs) in this episode? It was a lot. It was a lot. Uh, I really did try to work it in constantly, and I thought I did not notice it. I thought, no. I, thought Ch- I did it once and Chance started laughing. Oh and I my thought he was God. on to me, but that was a lie too. I was definitely uh, okay. laughing at something. Wait, else. wait. You know how like people, <laughs> oh, like historians, currently. you know how historians will watch uh Ronald Reagan speeches and be like, oh crap, this was when the dementia started. He was still president, and there's all these theories about when it started. Someday someone's gonna listen <laughs> to this episode and be like, Oh, that was that was when the syphilis started to ruin Gina's brain. <laughs> Jeez. Well, yeah. you should fuck Al Capone first off. Second, there's one more scene in this, and I gotta we gotta get this thing because we're 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 we we're going so long. Uh, uh, so they decide they're gonna go out with a bang. It means it's gonna blow up the base. I did appreciate that the, the the two the two hawks start fighting, and the real hawk has the bad one pinned down, but he stops and and puts himself at a disadvantage to hit a button to warn 
uh, ambushed the G.I. Joe that he's about to get shot from behind. That was noble and cool, a good a good character moment. But then, then we it- get the worst moment of the entire episode. Well, uh, worst some- moment of the entire episode. It's so, real bad. So uh, uh, evil Hawk has good Hawk pinned down. And then he finally makes a, a reference uh, uh, of here's what here's what I said to you when I was diddling you in the car. Uh-huh. Do you believe I'm the real Hawk now? Basically. And the kid's which, like, oh, I know which one is real now. But also the, the reference makes no sense because what he says to him is hit fire, the button fire. And yeah. it has been established that this kid cannot read. He so read that's so, the part that bothered me. Yes, yeah, so so basically, Hawk has proven. Yes, remember when I told you to hit fire? That's how it proves that it's me. Now actually hit fire. So it, he simultaneously proves it's him, and also that's not how illiteracy works. You don't memorize what a word looks like and then see it oh, and go. Boy. But even more importantly, the worst part of this because that's terrible. But the worst part of this is it's a huge huge gun this kid has never used before and he's a and and general hawk who's like two inches whose face is basically two inches from where this kid is gonna shoot says to him hey hey illiterate kid hit the button that says fire even though you can't read it but aim exactly at him with this giant gun and if you're off by a millimeter i'm good i'm dead great good plan also i'm a military guy and this is the best i can come up with if you nail it, if you are spot on dead center, right in the middle of his body, you, I'm still going to be dead because those are, that's an enormous gun, like an entire couple of like a, like, I don't know, like 40 feet across turret comes out and trains this huge as barrels at him. Really well, great about this is he says, aim, aim at him, use the joystick. So he's basically like, use it like a video game and <laughs> aim it at him. What I love is he pulls the trigger and shoots the cannon and Hawk shoves him up off of him, meaning that he knew the kid was going to miss upwards. He knew the kid was going to miss and had to shove the android where the shot was going to go. So everything about this is wonderful. You guys are both horribly wrong. <laughs> And also, again, if someone if someone said to me, hey, shoot, shoot this guy with this giant gun you've never used before and you're not a marksman, so it's not going to work anyway. I would I would do exactly what I would have done if someone had said to me, hey, take this jetpack and fly away. I would say, nah, you know what? I'm good. I'm I'm good. No, I'm just going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you handle this or I'm going to sit it out because I am not I don't want to watch a man and an android get simultaneously exploded because I, my aim was off. What is so, yes. What is so wonderful about this though, is they blow out the android and the android is killed and immediately GI Joe just auto wins the entire battle. Like, like I don't, I, like I just don't <laughs> all of a sudden, Everybody just knows the Android is dead and Cobra's like, oh, this thing that we, you know, we were using, but we still have a huge numerical advantage and we've been fighting this battle for days now at this point. How long does it take Adam to walk into the desert for God's sakes? So the fact they've been fighting this for hours and and there's only five Joes and they can't get over on them and they're fighting outside the base. The Android dies and Cobra's like, pack it in. We're done. We got to go home. (laughs) That's how it works, Ray. If you kill the lead alien... All the other aliens suddenly die. If you if the president is removed, all of a sudden all the supporters <laughs> mysteriously disappear and are never okay. a problem ever ever again. You're right. Yeah. 
And, and yeah, no, here's the deal that, you know what? I'm wrong. That all holds up. Thank you. I did write here, huh? And then I wrote how, and then I wrote the end. That's, <laughs> uh, that's but, but first, are you skipping the last scene? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually did skip the last scene because I hated it, but go ahead. You, why don't you remind me what happens in it? Because I, I blacked it out like Gina. I mean, the illiterate 12 year old becomes an honorary Joe. Yeah. That's good. That's just growth. But also and he, his dad, he, his dad is there who they, they do not introduce. And you just see a, a grown man next to this boy again, again, I'm starting to think this rub. kid is a, is a child prostitute. Uh, mm. and, and he learns his lesson because he says, boy, did I learn my lesson that I got to learn to read? Otherwise I might be stuck in a Cobra base at some point looking for a door that says jail. And instead I open a door that says furnace and get burned alive. Do, 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 No, the thing uh, that kills real me quick, is- I'm going to play this because, uh, the music is <laughs> honestly the worst part of this. Wow, thanks. The last few days have been so cool. I could stay here forever. <sighs> they play patty cake at the end <laughs> when he hands him a, uh, a medal well, or some shit. Yeah. I don't even know. I think that G.I. Joe learns because we know there's an axiom of like G.I. Joe. If you help G.I. Joe defeat Cobra in a battle, no matter who you are or where you came from, you yeah. automatically get to join G.I. Joe. That is a rule. That is an absolute rule of G.I. Joe, but they didn't let this kid in, which shows even even with the G.I. Joe rule in place, they he does not meet their standards being yeah. a 12-year-old illiterate kid. They finally, they finally rejected someone from G.I. Joe against their own uh, code of conduct. Yeah, they're like, look, we let in uh, a random singer. I think her name was Dazzler uh, at some point. Satin, satin joined satin satin we let in a a wolf that can dress in human clothing we let in that polar bear that one time in that one episode there was a polar bear they were like this polar bear is now a joe but we don't we don't like stupid kids so fuck off and they let quick kick in who was wearing only a pair of shorts in the arctic circle at the time so, Holy I mean, no. they do not care who you are. Dusty, remember Dusty joined, and he was a refrigerator repairman and who just happened to fix a fridge on the base one day, and they let Dusty join G.I. Joe. So, it's loose is all I'm trying to say, but Adam still did not make the cut. That made me happy. Yeah, they can't They can't reward him at the end with actual Joe status because then kids everywhere would have seen that <laughs> cartoon, dropped out of school at 12, and then done whatever. Imagine army bases around the country have dissatisfied 12-year-old illiterate <laughs> kids just showing up. I mean, maybe that's what happens now. I don't yeah. actually know. I was led to believe that I could get into a top military organization if I just stopped going to school and agreed just, to sit on their laps. I just showed up and sit on the general's lap. That's I mean, you can get into most organizations that way. I mean, I'm wrong. Uh. Well, anyway, that is A for and is for Android. Chan, I believe there's something else we have to get to. There is not. Oh, crap. Last week was the last the one. Four? And we were going to discuss it and talk about like how we we're going you to proceed. Do like, oh, I, don't, ah. you know, I already know the answer. So, uh, Chan, I'm going to have to talk with you afterwards about who made the final four. You said uh, that last week. I did, and I lied. So this week, we're really going to do it, and we're going to start putting that ball in motion. And I'm very excited about this. So over the weekend, we're going to do voting. Uh, uh, we're going to start the voting in place and we're going to, we're going to make this happen. 
For the record, uh, and uh, you haven't posted that image yet that I sent you like a week ago. Oh, no, uh, I forgot you did that. <laughs> uh, the the songs that have made it through to the Elite Eight, Fraggle Rock beat G.I. Joe, Mask beat Silverhawks, Gem beat Kid Video, Muppet Babies beat X-Men, Oh. DuckTales beat Alvin and the Chipmunks. Pokemon beat the Simpsons. Sailor Moon beat Thundercats. And my boy Star Blazers beat Cowboy Bebop. That is some bullshit right there. I what? agree with Jay, most did of you. Did you judge that yourself? Did you judge that yourself? Here's the thing. You can listen to the episodes and find out. That's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, well, Chan, we, we, we'll, we'll talk about what we're going to do because we're down to the Elite Eight is where we're at, not the Final Four like I thought. So I should have probably looked at the graphic you sent me on top of not putting it up. I didn't even look at it, apparently. What's wrong with me? No, I did because I yelled at you about some of those results. <laughs> I remember that I remember Fair. that vividly. Um, <laughs> so anyway, guys, that's it for us this week. I hope you enjoy Deke Era. There's only like six more episodes left of the Deke Era, and then we start Season 5. The gritty reboot of G.I. Joe. Wait, season five? Season five of Knowing is Half the Podcast, which is G.I. Joe Extreme from the mid-90s. If you didn't recognize G.I. Joe characters from the Deke era, boy, are you not going to recognize them. All new bland characters for G.I. Joe Extreme. Are you ready, Gina? Look, they can't call them bland if they're named Extreme. So I'm looking forward to this like flavor-blasted goldfish. I love it. I feel like we should rename this show from knowing as half the podcast to Zeno's Paradox because I feel like every time we get halfway there, we still have to go another half of the distance and half the distance. We are never going to get that fucking turtle. I mean, I'm not even kidding. We literally have seasons to stretch us through the entirety of a full four years of the Biden administration. And that's before we have to get creative. Like, this is fantastic. Chan, it's your nightmare all over again, and I'm here to enjoy it. <sighs> Look, if the if the world turns into a The Road-esque hellscape, Ready. I, I demand that we still uh, stop along the road and find a bunker and uh, record these. <laughs> Just talking to cans. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I got a generator. We could just plug all our devices into the generator and record. <laughs> It'll be loud. It'll be loud. Don't mind that. Yeah, every we every time we it. every time we podcast, uh, ro- like it's so loud that roving bands of cannibals come come to find us, and we have to fight them off each time. But we really, the show. but we're so determined. <laughs> This is like a hundred something, 150 pound generator. I'm going to have to get jacked for the apocalypse, not to protect myself, just so I can carry the generator so we can podcast. <laughs> this is an amazing story and I'm here for it. Uh, guys, is there anything you want to plug before we get out of here today? No. Doesn't sound like it. Okay, guys, you can listen to the Who Would Win show. It's a great show, and I'm on it, and I think you should go check it out. Okay, you can also you can check out our social media because we are on patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Guys, if you're in the $20 patronage, uh, uh, thank you, first off. You're awesome, and we're going to get some more uh, uh, results from you because we're going to start filling off episodes of this show with non-GI Joe. We might push through Deke first. We're going to do that very, very soon. But I ordered something for you guys like in November some G.I. Joe-themed swag that I still have not received yet here towards the end of January. I have something I'm going to send to all of you. So if you're in the $20 uh, zone 
and I have something picked out for each and every one of you. Make sure your addresses are caught up. Uh, Chan is going to be sending out stickers and magnets to absolutely everybody on Patreon. And I'm saying this on the show right now because I know we said he was going to do it two weeks ago to me. <laughs> and I guarantee it has not been done yet. So I'm going to say it out loud to shame him. So guys, you can go to at 999 RPMs and just hashtag Chan, where's my shit? And so <laughs> completely do that. Shame him into finally doing it. And that's why I bring it up on the show because I'm a motivator. First All right. And since we're bringing that up, I'm going to bring it up that uh, we uh, uh, sh- recorded video of this episode. Uh, I was just testing out the uh, this this new uh, Zencaster thing, but like. I'm gonna put this up. No, this. you. I put you it need, in the Patreon. No, you need to warn no. me. I look terrible. Chan, can you put our live show in the Patreon too? I still have, I don't think I've even gotten it. Do I have that to put in the Patreon? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Can you I Photoshop a panda <laughs> face over my face? Gina, you could have been using those filters and put yourself in like a, a, a sunglasses and a and a top hat. I don't know how ZenCaster filters oh, work. Anyways. It's this is going to get graded on a curve. So look at look at me. No, look at Ray. I have an image old. Look, if you were to actually see what we look like in the Zencaster, you would assume that we're not using this footage. That would be your first thought. We all look terrible, terrible right now. So, and weirdly enough, Chan looks the best of the three of us. Yeah, it's because and- he's the one who knew he was going to put up the footage. How did? How he am I look, the He still doesn't look good. His lighting is still not good, and he's. <laughs> Look, no. Ray is Ray is huddled in front of a green sheet hanging behind him in a in a garage. Clearly, I look right. like I haven't gotten sleep in days. And I mean, you've got your sweet fireplace back there with the mantle with all the cool art. You're I'm in a you're like double a XL shirt and a hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, patrons, you have that to look forward to. You can go to <laughs> patreon.com slash knowing us at the podcast for $5. You can get access to the vault and maybe even a video of this episode, <laughs> which please, if you do keep it between us, we don't want this getting out. This is a very bad looking. I mean, look, our lighting's terrible. <laughs> anyway, you can, I like my entire face is washed out this whole episode. I'm not even sure. I'm like the blank, the Batman villain with the Who, are, face. You, who are you guys trying to impress? <laughs> my, myself. I'm trying to get a date with the cast of Ted Lasso. (laughs) (laughs) The entire cast. Put that on the record. Uh, So you can also check us out. Facebook.com slash knowing us half the podcast. Otherwise, check us out on Twitter at G.I. Joe podcast. Otherwise, individually, I'm at Almighty Ray. At 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And we got to get out of here before Gina tells what other shows she's trying to hook up with. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, everybody. Gripping up the whole on tight. You got to do the fighting with all of your might. You got to keep the target straight ahead on your side.
Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy, you got to sink this putt to win. Or, I wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world, working actors, comedians, writers, stunt people, you get it, and we do it all over breakfast, or should I say, breakfast. Every week is a new episode of Breakfast, and here's what you get. Inside Hollywood info, like, how cool is it to act with Ed O'Neill? Spoiler alert, it's really cool. And what the heck is a gaffer? You get great breakfast wrecks and foodie debates like, when should you go hash browns and when do you go home fries? I know the answer to that. Trust me, my pancake posse, my bacon brigade. Listen up, because breakfast is the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in, it's breakfast time. Breakfast with Brent Pope, available at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. 